we, you know, with, with professional sports, you know, you got to get them young. So like I'm watching guys who are competing at this insane level. I'm like, wow, that dude must have been training for years. I wonder how old he is. He's like 21. I'm like, okay, fuck me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. All right. It Young puts man, into, sit down. <laughs> it puts into perspective for me, like what a genetic thing it is too. Like these are people that, or and it's conditioning. It's both. Like these are people yeah. who probably started at like ten, and now there are professionals at twenty, and that's a decade. You know, it takes a decade to become a master, and you yeah. can be a master at ten, at twenty. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not at ten, unless you're Conor McGregor punching your way out of the womb. All right. So like, give me your belts and just punch the swing. <laughs> Where's where's me bottle? <laughs> he's still got the tat. He's still doing that little swagger walk he does, but he's just like tiny little baby McGregor. <laughs> this isn't proper twelve, mommy. <laughs> Mama, give me me proper twelve. <laughs> wow, Conor McGregor, if you're if you're listening, we love you. It's, yeah. it's all a good fun. It's Conor McGregor, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast, <laughs> right? Oh shit, Dom. It's time for the Pretty Neat Podcast. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. What would it take to make a fan like you? Listen to a man like me talk about UFC. I don't know. Let's ask my friend Tom. He'll find out who won in the weekend scrum. MMA. I think you're pretty neat. But I respect your distance. Get away from my feet. Ryan Hall. Why'd you gotta fall in an Aminari roll right into my ball? The Pretty Neat Podcast with Dominic and Aaron. Yeah. Hope you don't mind this awful rap. It's bad. It might be, but that's okay, because I spend all day talking about MMA. Okay. Calm down, try to keep your liquor down. John Jones, kill you with the ground and pound. BJ Penn used to be the progeny. Dom and Aaron, now we are the progeny. If you want to go, I'll recommend a show. I suggest Anakin Flow. It's a pretty neat podcast with Dominic and Aaron. I want to, uh, speaking of taking the money, (laughs) do you like my shirt? Oh, I do. That's a uh, pretty neat shirt you got on there, bud. Yeah. Prettyneatpodcast.com where you can buy merch. And for those of you who don't know, Brandon Mohawk Williams, who is joining me today as a guest host. Oh, uh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, you designed our logos, our characters' logos. I love them so much. I'm so happy. Like <laughs> it's it's one of those things like, you know, as as like a like, like a freelance artist, you know, I take commissions and stuff. I, I'm always nervous when I send somebody something, like especially mm-hmm. if it's somebody I know, like 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 me and you. We've been friends since like I was I was maybe twenty, I think, when we first met. Yeah, we were down there. But yeah, you know, with somebody that you you like you you respect and you're friends with, I think that n- level of nervousness is even higher when you send mm-hmm. something. Please, I hope you like this thing that I made mm-hmm. you. And then like when you get the positive feedback, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm so happy. So I'm glad you guys like enjoy it. I love you guys throwing it all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. like it it warms my heart knowing that like <laughs> I did something that uh, you guys enjoy and that you know your your newfound listeners are are appreciating. I hope as well. 
yeah man it we a we absolutely loved them as soon as we got them and i think that what how i'm not sure because like we made okay well let's backtrack a little bit (laughs) we all know have known each other for like 10 years dom brandon and i but i've known brandon longer and one of the reasons that we're talking on this platform is because both of us have worked together in the social sphere many many times we've Mm -hmm. done stand-up together we played music in a band together we've played video game tournaments in public (laughs) together we have taught classes in public together like it's just one of those things where we have done all of these things in public together so being able to exchange on a forum like this is is so huge and 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 beneficial to me so like uh i i completely got lost in where i was going with that but i i mean it's just one of those things where it it's hard getting up and 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 with people and uh getting out there yeah it, it, I've, I've i've found that like the older i get the 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 harder it is to like interact with people like just <laughs> like like either either through you know social media or in person like people get busy and they do stuff it's why like you know, like it's no surprise like i'm a nerd i know i love games like dnd yeah. i don't think i've ever finished a dnd campaign because <laughs> as an adult you just never have time to meet up with yeah. anybody mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah we can meet up every monday it's like cool 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 and then it goes well for like maybe two three weeks and then everyone's like oh i can't make it this week it's like this is the beginning of the end everybody's gone constant vigilance constant vigilance that's why i'm so happy you joined me because dominic and i really are focusing on consistency that's for sure um Mm. and he had something that he could not get away from this week this weekend so you have to family first i remembered why i was going into our history and our past Mm. um and is gone again already. Dude, that's my brain. It's because it's Monday. We record on Mondays. Um, oh, it was um, because and we also produced videos together and wrote scripts together. We did. And you talk about being nervous when you hand over the logo designs to us and the, or the graphics to us, because we're going to get a whole bunch of things from you. Uh, I'm sure from now in and, and in the future, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> every time we worked on a video project together and I edited it, if it was my turn, I was so nervous showing it for the first time. Mm. So nervous and only to my friends, especially the people that participated in it. Right. It's like, it, it, what's, what's weird about it is like the, with with that kind of thing like when when you're in that kind of industry whether it be just make like content creation or or indie filmmaking you what you want is to appeal to you know a crowd you want a bunch of strangers to come in and critique and and, and consume your content but the people that are the closest to you who you know aren't going to judge you harshly because you know they love you they're your friends are the people you're the most nervous about sharing that content with it's like hey do you like this thing no i'm just kidding it's stupid it's dumb goodbye goodbye forever 
I gotta go. I'm just kidding. It's so true. And like, okay, I'm gonna bring this down because we're the podcast of the friends who kind of always bring the subject back to MMA. Mm-hmm. So imagine that's like a fighter, because like you you are doing all of your camp and doing everything to hopefully double your pay. Yeah. Like, and maybe it's in front of your hometown crowd. So like a fighter for weeks is getting ready for this type of thing. And they're going to go out and perform with a partner that they may or may not have ever practiced with before. And all of that is on the line. And I feel like, man, I hope my friends like my video. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's one of those things where you kind of look is like, (laughs) <laughs> it, it's, it's it comp- comparing like what we do to f- fighters like like fighters have so much more than they, like they're literally putting their bodies on the line mm-hmm. and, and, I'm, and i'm sure like every fighter gets nervous you know but mm-hmm. you know there's 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 clearly way more on the line for them than there is for you know mm-hmm. silly content creators yeah like, completely yeah we're just like, like oh god i just i hope that people like my stupid thing that i made I put a lot of work into it. <laughs> Please don't be too mean to me. <laughs> and you and like you trained, you trained jujitsu. Uh, I I trained Muay Thai was actually my my I did train in jujitsu, but Muay Thai was my my biggest discipline. Yeah. Like that's, you, that's the one I trained the most. Did you compete ever? I don't recall you competing. You trained. I did not. I okay. So here's and there's and nothing I, against that. You have to yeah. have a weird misfire in your brain. Not in a bad way. You just oh, have to. <laughs> you do. You do have to have a little something. Like you have to at least have a screw loose to want to voluntarily get punched in the face. Is is mm-hmm. it takes a certain kind of person <laughs> to be like, yeah, this is what I want to do five to six days a week. Like, okay. <laughs> but uh, I, no, I never, I never got to compete, and I always feel like like I'm that old dude, like or like like some old sports movie guy is like, ah, I could have been a contender. But I was getting close to uh, my first amateur fight. Uh, I had I'd done like two like exposition uh, expositions before, um, and that's basically just when like your training camp or your 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 gym comes out, and you know if you're on the fight team, they basically have you do it's 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 a little heavier than sparring, but it's not a full fledged fight. Fight like you're not trying okay. to knock anybody out. Um, and I I did a couple of those, yeah. but. I was getting close to getting my first amateur fight. My coach was getting me ready. He thought I was uh, like, I was, I was, you know, at that point in my training, my conditioning, like I was going to be able to compete. And I ended up having um, my, my left hip just gave out on me. Um, it was in the, it was in the middle of training. Um, I think we were, we were, we were doing um, heavy bag drills. Uh-huh. Um, I and, remember this. Yeah. And my hip just, it just gave out like it literally it felt like it came out of the socket uh, i just so and it was right after landing around cap roundhouse so like i'm i'm drilling on the uh, back and even though i'm right-handed i fight southpaw i can i can switch to orthodox but i prefer southpaw so i was kicking with my left hip as i hit the bag i think yeah like the joint kind of like came out a little bit and then i stepped back down and just collapsed it was it was uh, like um weidman it, like broke his leg uh it's, except it, if it happened at your hip <laughs> because you don't know and in the, in the moment like the adrenaline's going you're you're in the yeah. middle of doing something 
So it's not until you put pressure on it, do you know that like, oh, I have injured myself. So I go down. I'm like, what the fuck? My coach and uh, my, my teammates come over and they're just like, you okay? I was like, gosh, like, my hip is just killing me. And like, it, it, it didn't like pop out, but it was just like kind of raised. So my coach and a couple of my um, uh, team, teammates like kind of held on to me and he basically just kind of pulled my leg. It just and it hurt, but it was like, it was back in like a walk. <clears throat> but I just never really like recovered. And then it comes, uh, I it came to find out that it's actually a, it's a hereditary thing. Cause my mom ended up having to have hip surgery on both her hips. My aunt had to do it to where the cartilage in our hip joints just kind of goes away. <laughs> and so it's basically just bone on bone in there. Like I've, I've uh, to freak people out, like, I was like, oh yeah, just take a listen to it. Like it, I can rotate my left hip and it just sounds like a cement mix- mixer. It's just, oh, it's really, it's bad. Insert so yeah, after cement that, like, mixer sound here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's like, your After hip. that, yeah, there's, there's, and there's, there's really no way to train with one leg. You can't. And if, and if I had tried to compete, it, it could have gotten a lot worse. Yeah. So I was like, this, this sucks, but yeah, I'm not going to be able to, to keep fighting. So I left that gym. Like, I, and, and I love them. They're like the, the, one of the best Muay Thai training like I've, I've ever gotten. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that was that's with Brandon's Vinny Mag- tragic. That was with Vinny Magalayas, right? He, no, no, no. He, he showed up at our gym a couple times. He was, he was friends with, I want to say my Muay Thai coach or his brother, who was the boxing coach. So oh, he okay. showed up. Like, I got to see him a few times, but yeah. I think I think he trains out of Quest. Yeah, he Quest? might. It's a now it's Henderson's gym. I think I'm not sure if it's Quest anymore. But oh man, yeah, it, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talked about being the old sports guy. We are we're we're the middle aged sports guys. <laughs> right? That's the thing that that it, it bums me out. Like like I'm not that old. I mean, I just turned 34. But mm-hmm. we, yeah, with, with with professional sports, you know, you got to get them young. So like I'm watching guys who are competing at this insane level i'm like wow that dude must have been training for years i wonder how old he is he's like 21 like, okay fuck me mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. all right all right it young puts man into, sit down <laughs> it puts into perspective for me like what a genetic thing it is too like these are people that or and it's conditioning it's both like these are people yeah. who probably started at like 10 and now there are professionals at 20 and that's a decade you know it takes a decade to become a master and you can be a master at 10 at 20 (laughs) maybe not at 10 unless you're conor mcgregor punching your way out of the womb all right so give me your balance and just punch the swimmer (laughs) where's 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 me (laughs) he's still got the tat he's still doing that little swagger walk he does but he's just like tiny little baby mcgregor (laughs) this isn't proper 12 mommy (laughs) (laughs) mama give me me proper 12 (laughs) Wow. Conor McGregor, if you're, if you're listening, we love you. It's, yeah. it's all a good fun. It's Conor McGregor, come on the Pretty Deep podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that, was, that was the craziest thing because, like, um, like, like I've, I've always liked sports. Like, right now, like, it's the basketball playoffs. I'm watching the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, like, even though I'm not the biggest Lakers fan, I still, you know, I respect, respect LeBron and what he does. But, like, I was like, oh, man, yeah, Lakers got knocked out round one. And it just got me kind of, like, looking and thinking i was like how old is lebron james he's only two years older than me i'm like oh so what have i done with my life huh <laughs> like, yeah <where> am I? <laughs> yeah yeah and that puts him at my age so i'm like hey 
they <laughs> same thing talking right. about it, LeBron James. <laughs> That's right. where it, it puts get, me. <laughs> it kind of makes you a little hopeful. It's like, well, if he can do it at 36, maybe I could come back. And get, like, yeah. Kinda... <laughs> as long as you're willing to put in the work, mm-hmm. uh, at least, at least something to be expected. Something. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, there were some things that were expected this past weekend. If you want to chat about UFC Let Fight Night, Rosenstrike versus Sakai. Thank you uh, again for the neat podcast for getting me to subscribe to ESPN Plus. I was able to watch it. <laughs> That's dope. I, I, I liked. Uh, what did you feel like? Uh, how, how did you like the card? First of all, I I really enjoyed it. I managed to watch uh, the entire thing and. Uh, you know the really the main card was where it was at uh mm-hmm. i montella della i have montella della rosa reminded me of post holly home rousey at first mm-hmm. like she just kind of every time she got hit it was a huge mm-hmm. opportunity uh and she won and she won in in good fashion but um she it was just kind of like oh no i and and dominic and i have talked about how like we always like root for her, but it, she always kind of lets us down. But other than, <laughs> and like, really though, the whole night, there were just fucking eye pokes the whole yeah. night. The I, whole I, night. I, I know Joe Rogan was like rolling up. He's not dead, but he's just rolling up. That's <laughs> his biggest pet peeve. And I forgot who was it that had that really, really bad eye poke. And they ended up having to call the fight. I, I cannot remember who that was. But it, that one was gnarly, and I, I was—I was actually I was watching that with my with my girlfriend, um, and mm-hmm. she, even she was like, "Holy shit, that was bad!" Because they, they played it in slow motion, and it's and it's unintentional. You hate when shit like that happens, but oof, mm-hmm. oof, it was. Ugh. They gotta do something with the gloves. They gotta do something with the gloves. We say it. We've been saying it for years. <laughs> Who do you think is the worst eye poke offender? in the ufc or or even in the past because i mean i i'm gonna i'm just gonna jump out and say jones and dc <laughs> like either one of them <laughs> yeah that's, if there was a if there was like a fight bonus for worst pokes in the eye they would definitely have it i i think so there i, I and I, and it's funny because we were as we were watching that one i was actually trying to think of who it was but there was an eye poke years ago that was super super bad and i think the two like the the guy hadn't like cut his nails which is just hygienically gross yeah but he like he had got him and like had cut his his actually his his eyelid it was so bad and oh. yeah it was the same thing that had stopped the fight and like yeah it's what's crazy is like they have mma grappling gloves that are like they're essentially mittens that you can still Mm-hmm. used like to make submissions i don't know why they have it switched to that these fingerless ones yeah clearly aren't cutting it because people they and it's always to like gauge distance or try to catch somebody's fist or or, or a strike but they yeah. always like they go in with these open fingers and trevor whitman had those gloves that that are spectacular i remember seeing them on joe rogan and um i mean i hit a bag and i i mean i would engage in some light sparring with friends and stuff out here 
Uh, that's the extent that my little pussy willow brain can handle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like some gloves, and I hit with MMA gloves sometimes. And something like what he was showing, I think, would be really, really, really great. And like Leon Edwards, who's fighting on the upcoming card, his last fight was ended because of an eye poke against Bilal Muhammad, who's also fighting on this upcoming card. Uh, and they're not fighting each other. They're not having a rematch. Um, and it's just uh, close the fingers and start taking nice. the points. You know what? If if Dana White isn't going to change the gloves, then fuck up the scorecards. Fuck yeah. them up even more. Make it happen. Let the referees start docking points every two times it happens. Right. And start like, watching John Jones lose every time he goes to decision <laughs> because he gets docked every round with fucking eye pokes. He poked people in the eye so goddamn much he lost the fight. <laughs> this is the way how did I lose? I thought like, like I was I was I was dominated. He's like, yeah, but you poked him in the eye like 19 times, bud. Like what what do you want me to do? Yeah. And, uh, and it's the thing too, like, you know, as as somebody who who trained in MMA. Like, because because again, my, my my main discipline was was Muay Thai, and in Muay Thai that is that is that's something that we kind of do is like you you throw a jab out there or you kind of you throw a palm so it, your your fist fist isn't fully clenched, but mm-hmm. it's kind of just like a loose fist that you're supposed to be doing like it, almost like if you're like sure like, a like yeah, yeah you do something like that that's fine you can still get distance and you don't poke anybody in the eye <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh. just, it's so easy don't do it. <laughs> Okay, would you rather fight somebody that you could easily beat, but they're allowed to poke you in the eye, or somebody oh, that you could very have a big trouble fighting, but you have poked them in the eye? I... They are suffering from eye poke. How how hard of an eye poke do I get? Like... Both fingers. We're talking like Mo and Curly. You, <laughs> you went, you jammed. You went for it. <laughs> I, you know what? I will take me being the eye poker because wow. I feel, I feel, I feel not that I'm that confident in my striking <laughs> or as, as a, like I'm some accomplished martial artist, but I feel if they can't see me, I stand a pretty good chance. <laughs> I could be like really quiet and they'll just be like, where are you? And I could just be like, aha, like pepper in my shots and run away. <laughs> is it, you is are it fast str- enough. <laughs> Right? Is it a strategy that's the most honorable? No, but it works, and you can't be mad at that. Now, Dom is listening to this right now. At least Dom is listening to this right now going, no, he can't. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have a fucking chance because these are professional athletes. And and you know what? I Here's the thing. Dom is bigger than you. Oh, and, yeah, a and lot. If, if somebody, if he, if you might be able to jump around the cage and get away. I believe that. You are spry. I believe you'd probably fight at probably what? Bantamweight or flyweight? When Yeah, when I was training, um, trying to get ready for a fight, I was fighting at 145. I, I tried really hard to do 155. Like I tried to fight at, light, at lightweight. The mm-hmm. funny thing is, because like I'm a natural 145 or like I don't have to do anything, it was huh. really hard to stay at that weight. Like I had my calorie intake. Was yeah. And once I got to 155, I felt slow. Like I just felt slower. Yeah. 
and it, it it wasn't it's it's not how I wanted to to fight. It's not the, the weight class that I thought I would be the best in. So I I went to to one forty five because at one forty five I don't have to do anything. Like people hated me. Like I could eat any junk food I want. Like yeah. we'd be finished with training. Everyone's eating <laughs> salads, and I was like, I'm gonna go get a pastrami sandwich. Yeah, and an extra large fry and a milkshake. And you were made out of you were made out of marble as a featherweight too. Oh my god, I I I I miss being in that. Like (laughs) that was the best shape I was ever in. Like my people used to hate me in the gym because I had crazy good condition. I just didn't get tired. Mm -hmm. I I didn't have to to make weight. I could just walk around one forty five. So I got to spend less time doing weight training and more time just running drills, going over techniques, learning new skills. And also at the time, I, I mean, even still now, still smoke cigarettes and people were like, how are you, how do you never get tired? I'm like, Ooh, I do a lot of cardio. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I would really, like my, my coach would always shake his head too. He would, I would have a cigarette in the parking lot on my way into the gym. He would smell it on me. He's like, did you literally just smoke? I was like, yeah. Like, you know, we're going to train, right? I was like, yeah. I, <laughs> and like, we would start doing drills and I was keeping up with everybody. I never got tired when we were every week when we had sparring like we would do like this round robin thing i was i was always the last one i was like yeah i'll take it somebody else let's go let's go let's keep going it was ridiculous that's why i think i would be able to win if they can't see me (laughs) they can't they'd be able to smell you yeah they could smell me but that was see that's the trick i like waft oh that's a good idea see so they think i'm over there yeah right behind you (laughs) that's all you got to do is make sure it's in a smoking allowed room that's all just make sure you're fighting in a smoking allowed arena right yeah some like some super seedy like ballroom or like like some king of the caves kind of shit like it's like hell is like smoke i'm invisible now they'll never find me (laughs) so boba casino parking lot exactly Official part, official sponsor of the Pretty Neat Podcast, the Sapoba <laughs> parking lot, <laughs> and the fights that happen there. Oh Where shit! MMA dreams go to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The eye. Well, let's go back to the eye pokes. Um, there, the you know, I wanted to. The only fight that I really wanted to bring that up about was was Mason Jones, and I mean, I know that you didn't catch this fight because I think it was pretty early, but just ended in a no contest because of an eye poke and Mason Jones just looked really, really good before he accidentally poked the other guy in the eye. Mm. So it's kind of terrible when it happens to the person winning who accidentally pokes the other person in the eye. Yeah, yeah. I feel for both people, like even when Leon Edwards and Bilal happened, I could tell that he was genuinely like fearful that he might've hurt his career and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, it's not like he did it. It wasn't a malicious poke. He wasn't so like, yeah, I got you, bitch. You know, it, it was just one of those things he was reaching for him. And yeah, he got, he got poked in the eye really, really, really bad. And I, I think like, yeah, cause they called it cause he, cause they brought the meds over and he just said like, I just mm-hmm. can't see. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is enough to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm for protecting the fighter and for fair play before I am my own own entertainment (laughs) Mm -hmm. i guess a level of intoxication does get me to a point where my entertainment is what comes first but i've definitely been there (laughs) yeah it takes the wrong environment and the (laughs) 
<laughs> to be there like there's some bars that we used to go to to watch fights which mm-hmm. once you have espn unofficial sponsor of the pretty neat podcast <laughs> you don't have to go to all the bars and do all that crap um yeah. and you like do it from the safety of your home and mm-hmm. you can yell at the tv as loud as you want and nobody throws anything at you yes exactly and it's funny though too because this whole podcast kind of started because we didn't have the bar to go to and like all my friends who I talk MMA with live in another state. So is the whole podcast started because we wanted <laughs> to talk MMA and we figured we might as well record it. Um, right. Yeah. So from humble couple, beginnings. Yeah. A couple other fights that I wanted to mention. Uh, one of the other earlier fights to a women's fight, Manon Foro versus Tabitha or Tabitha Ricci. I got to see that one. That oh, that was that was one of the. I didn't get to catch all of the uh, preliminary card, mm-hmm. but I did get to see that fight. And man, she she's a contender at least at least to be in the picture. Mm-hmm. She was technique. Nah, nah. It was. It was- <laughs> Was it, what were they calling her? It was like, like Fist of Fury, Fury or something yes, like that? Like, yes, yes, yes. Like, change your nickname that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, it was interesting to watch the fight, even though she, she won and she, she won dominantly because the other, uh, the, uh, uh, I'm choking on my own words, <laughs> Tabitha Ricci is an expert on closing distance because she's smaller. So mm-hmm. for a while, it was actually pretty interesting because she would get in there and when they were in close she looked better off uh, yeah but she was just too easy to push away she was just too yeah. easy to push away it's it, you guys make the the joke all the time it's all about you know respecting that person's distance mm-hmm. and 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 that's and, and that's the thing with 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 fighting is like reach kit like it it, it can be your greatest weapon or or your worst nightmare no matter whether it's you have the reach advantage or the disadvantage it's, it's all about you know mm-hmm. how you you capitalize on that like it's, I, I have pretty long arms for short dude like I'm, I'm five foot seven but I got super long noodly arms yeah but it's very hard for me to wear suits <laughs> um, but, like, like if it fits in the arm it doesn't fit in the waist or vice versa but but the, yeah, that that thing was like, okay, you having the reach advantage does not necessarily mean an advantage. Sometimes, if somebody's mm-hmm. able to get in close, stu- force you to stuff your punches. That 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 advantage is now nothing. It, you you can't do anything with it, you know. Or if you're able to to capitalize on your reach, that's when you can keep somebody at at range. You know, you can set up your kicks, set up takedowns, and yeah, the, it was it was a really fun fight because that was at absolutely like. Tabitha Ricci, um, and I'm, I always butcher her last name. Firo? Is that? <laughs> I, I go with Fowell. Fowell. <laughs> I just, I just kind of pretend I'm a cat. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was, it was really fun watching those two try to, to try to use reach for their their advantage. It was, it was a, it was a fun fight. But yeah, it, it ended up being. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm gonna hear now i can't it's it's that's in my brain forever <laughs> but yeah good, it was a good fight she did the goal really of the pretty neat podcast is to get into your brain forever <laughs> it's, it's it's there i i, you can't, I can't unthink it <laughs> great 
That's what we go for. <laughs> Gregory Robocop Rodriguez won his uh, fight against mm-hmm. Disco Todorovic, and he came in after only two weeks. Two weeks he was in LFA and he won the middleweight title. Yeah. Two that, weeks ago. That that boy is uh, mean. That, it, that, and and you know, props to uh uh Dusko too, because he it's not like he, he's a slouch, but man, that Robocop, I, I hate I hate your nickname. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right? <laughs> it's it's you know what it to each their own maybe robocop is his favorite film i don't know it's all right in my opinion <laughs> it's pretty bad <laughs> after the second one but but no, he he looked like a beast out there he really really did i i don't know if he's uh because like it's always weird champs from other orgs i never know if like if they come to the ufc is it always immediate title shot or is like the i think the wall is pretty high at, oh at yeah ufc i mean even the, i mean he looked like a really really great middleweight not like almost contender like but he was the champ <laughs> right it's i think that's this it's and it's fair to always be a little skeptical like I, I'm, I'm that way too with with anybody who's coming from a different organization getting and then going into the ufc because sometimes like we, and not with everybody but we have seen that like it's a it's a whole different league, you know. It, it you you could you can be a champion in whatever promotion you you fight for, and then you come over to the UFC and you might mm-hmm. just get stomped, mm-hmm. and, and like and, and it happens. Some like some people like and obviously they we have people like you know Dominic Cruz, uh, people who, yeah. who used to fight for like Bellator or you know or, or, or even like Force, Strike Force or Pride back in the day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they are, they are able to make that transition. They come over to the UFC and. They Chandler, yeah. yeah, yeah, Michael Chandler, yeah, like they do a great job. Sometimes that's not the case, they'll come over and Ben Askren, <laughs> <laughs> or, or even like, and not that he's a bad fighter, but like, like kind of look like a Benson Henderson, like he he started yeah. off as strike force and he had a great start to his career and then he just kind of started to, to peter off. Now, that could just be that yeah. you know, the competition is always getting more and more brutal and, and, and improving but yeah mm-hmm. like he he had he had all the makings to be a long-running champion and it just kind of just eh, kind of like petered yeah. off like he just he, he started losing more and more and you know and yeah maybe it was a thing like it, it, it it's different competition from when strike force was was a thing maybe and, and i think it, it's safe to say that the ufc is probably one of the most if not the most dominating promotion in mixed martial arts mm-hmm. and it might be difficult for some people to make that transition over like it's yeah they can't hang yeah i agree i think that's 100 percent true it's a it's a it is the lights having done stand-up before like mm-hmm. you and i both have done stand-up in a cigar lounge with two old farts <laughs> you know in the corner <laughs> telling us to shut the fuck up and yeah. then we've done stand-up in a room with 100 people or more than 100 people and the it is different now usually Mm -hmm. when we're in that room with a hundred people it's way better and the energy fuels you and but we're not necessarily competing so like it's so interesting to see that i don't think i could ever do a comedy competition just because i don't think competition like that is in my blood but yeah 
it's it it takes it takes a different kind of person to 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 want to compete on that level mm-hmm. yeah, and, and like it's funny that yeah you, you mentioned like the like the the lights and the pressure sometimes that does get to certain people you know they'll, they'll yeah some like and you know some people can perform with it like they love that kind of pressure like they love the attention they love you know the 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 roar of the crowd like they use that to feel and they perform better and some people crack under it like some yeah i, I, I think i i think it, it that's a different kind of training you kind of have to go through and you're not and it's, and it's something you can really train for like you can't like go to the gym and say like hey coach can you get like a thousand people in here and then we could spar that way i know what it's like like you just have to do it yeah yeah hmm. speaking of just doing it <laughs> how are you dude super hungover (laughs) (laughs) crazy hungover but i'm good i'm good game game night live what that's what it does to people oh yeah it's 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 all about getting wicked fucked up and it's a lot of fun but yeah i'm 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 dying (laughs) (laughs) what how long has it been since the last live show because this is the first one since covid right uh yeah uh this it's literally been like a year because the last one we did before the lockdown happened was uh, sometime in March, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then we tried to come back that like last June, but it wasn't good. And then, then everything like fucking spiked. I ended up catching COVID and yeah. we're like, we're like, Oh, well maybe, maybe not. And so we decided we would hold off and wait and see how things, you know, got better. And then eventually you know, the vaccine came out we're like okay thank god we could we can come back out it's safe yeah yeah man the whole house caught it didn't they oh yeah yeah it was it was it was everybody except for jen she's the only one who didn't get anything and i don't know how that's possible but I mean, she's I, I i make the joke all the time she's got elf blood like there's it's ridiculous okay so in a super duper fight against her you'd want to be a vampire yeah essentially <laughs> got it got it cool <laughs> you just drain her blood and then you get all her fucking powers it's like a weird fucked up highlander <laughs> <laughs> shit dude man literally for this podcast i was like fuck it i'll drop the 60 bucks i got espn plus so like i i watched a bunch of the fights and like the new ultimate fighters coming out so i'm like oh, i can watch that too you mean to tell me that the pretty neat podcast got someone to yes. Yes, pay me. money to ESPN twice. Right? <laughs> Where the fuck is Disney? Disney is now the or well, not now, but should be the official sponsor of the Pretty Neat Podcast. <laughs> we legitimately get people to buy ESPN Plus. So, you know, where's our money? <laughs> I'll give a free plug to Anchor. We use Anchor for our podcast hosting, and it's been pretty awesome, you know. They're, yes. uh, I won't even say it's a free plug. They're like hosting our shit. The most I can, the least I can do is be like, Anchor is pretty good. Go to Anchor and put your podcast up there. <laughs> there you go. Um, Anchor, give give my friends money. <laughs> what? How many? I want to know what game night live was like coming back because you transitioned to online media, like completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we once the pandemic happened, we completely had to pivot and figure like all right well what do we do to keep people engaged what do we do to stay relevant uh so yeah we went everything on twitch and 
it was funny is like when we first started it, you know, cause, cause nobody knew how long this pandemic was going to last. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah. It'd just be a quick little thing and everything would be back to normal in a month or so. And then as time went on, we saw, all right, this might have to be a permanent thing. So it just kind of kept evolving from there. So like we mm-hmm. kept growing the channel, um, people, you know, keep tuning in for some fucking reason. <laughs> every week people come watch me and adams like tell dick jokes and play video games badly <laughs> that is what twitch is that's the tagline video games and dick jokes <laughs> like i mean i guess it's video games dick jokes and like i guess hot tubs now is like a, <laughs> like a whole category of hot tubs so i guess which I will you choose the video game the hot tub or the dick joke mm. <laughs> i want all three right that's what you uh, tune into game night for or the pretty neat podcast exactly it's the dick jokes and the hot tubs (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we 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 transitioned over to twitch and people still cared about us and then once we were able to actually do the live show it was it was awesome like we had a uh we tried to keep it a small tournament so just a full 16 uh participants but yeah people showed up and and everybody like literally everybody who you know showed up who was vaccinated it was like they were hugging everyone you know the crowd was loving the energy there's new people who had never been to game night before they were having fun like wow it was, it was awesome it was so awesome did the new people who came come because of twitch or did they just come because they wanted to come all over you <laughs> both <laughs> um i think a lot of it yeah it was was, was twitch um, and I know the Shamrock, they were doing their own kind of promotions too, you know, just oh, nice. you know, getting people in the bar, but yeah, we were there and, um, one of the, uh, the bartenders, uh, was, was even saying like, yeah, this is the busiest we've seen it on a Sunday night in a long time. Uh, cause, you know, before the pandemic, like Sunday nights, that was like our thing. We were there every Sunday, every Wednesday. Yeah. And you know, it's, it was just the routine and like once we left like there's a void and it's not like they didn't have anything going on but you know they definitely missed us we missed being there so it was it was cool just to be able to see everybody and, yeah you know, it was it was a blast it was a blast i i cannot wait for the opportunity to get out to a game night and i what is the twitch handle because you guys are still going to do stuff and obviously we want it on the podcast the 10 oh, yeah, yeah. people want to know <laughs> yeah if you want to find us uh it's twitch.tv slash it's game night all one word um all lowercase because it's the closest i could get to just game night because obviously game night is so, <laughs> it's it's not a special thing that i came up with so there's a lot of tags but yeah if you, uh, anytime you guys want to check it out we're we're there uh tuesdays thursdays for sure it's gonna probably have to be wednesdays now um because for sundays you know we don't want to take away from the live show so we need to be there pay attention make sure everybody's like you know having fun and playing in the tournament Mm -hmm. so we aren't going to be streaming on sundays anymore but we should be streaming in the middle of the week uh you know going forward yeah the meme stream is like a one of the funniest like we shows that I just it's like it's it's a show I watch your show you know and it's a weekly thing for me it is therapeutic yeah that, that's what's it's funny that you mentioned that's what we were kind of trying to do like because again like we love video games but me and Adam can admit we're not very good at them mm-hmm. uh and a lot of what we like about Twitch and what we like about doing it is is mostly just like yeah engaging with people having fun so the meme stream yeah we turned into it's, it's essentially just a live podcast 
Uh, like the, the only bummer is like with the term service with Twitch, the audio gets taken off, you know, on our, uh, on our on demand. But during mm-hmm. the live, like when it, we're live, you can just watch it and have fun because, you know, we play stupid clips from like TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that. It's way too, it's so much fun. And like I, uh, the pretty neat podcast, whether it be myself or Dominic is going to be, uh, is streaming on Twitch today was the first day we just got on because we were bored and it's the pretty neat podcast, all one word. And nice. uh, we're going to stream like some UFC four, some, some stuff like that. We'll probably get on there and, and chat with people. But aside from, going on there and streaming like ufc just gameplay we're gonna do like sims and stuff you know i want i want to simulate <laughs> the upcoming card and and put it on legendary mode and up the damage a little bit so it's a tiny bit more realistic nice but uh yeah it works pretty well so we'll definitely hang out on online land for sure oh, yeah and you know you know us we'll, we'll definitely shout you out anytime you guys are are live i'll add you to uh the links for our twitch friends <laughs> Well, shit, I'm going to have to put my personal one on there, too, because, man, because <laughs> I just feel I'm going to self-promote my own Twitch, which is Rekrudna, which is R-E-K-R-E-W-D-N-A-H. <laughs> That's Rekrudna. Um, and at Rekrudna on Twitter, Rekrudna, that's me. And uh, I'm probably going to start with some N64 games, actually. I Ooh, I just got classic. a good emulator and made some cool overlays. And I feel pretty confident that it'll be pretty fun. And I... Would you say it's going to be pretty neat? <laughs> I would say it's going to be pretty neat. <laughs> it, it's going to be a good time. And that one, I'll do more, more funny stuff. And uh, also started doing some writing stuff. And we're going to be streaming that on Twitch, too um helping writers come overcome writer's block i will definitely have to tune in for that because i've i've had to be fair i just we finally wrapped on this like little short film we've been working on but Mm -hmm. i I need i need some motivation your boy's been stuck in a writer's block a little bit now (laughs) yeah so well the the pretty neat podcast will be on twitch monday wednesday and friday at 1 p.m central uh right now and then I am going to be streaming on Tuesdays and Thursdays with the writer's block, which is the writer's block. And it's all one word, but block with a Q instead of a C. Super cool. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, a, we're going to do a couple things with it. I'm excited to share. Um, I can't wait to see it, man. Were you guys just doing Smash on Wednesdays and Sundays? You were doing Mortal Kombat for a while, too. We, yeah, we, on Wednesdays, we were given Mortal Kombat a shot. Um, Mm-hmm. It, it 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 didn't bring in the same crowd that smash did on sundays but you know it it got there um you know we i think like the the biggest tournament we had for for Mortal combat i think was maybe 12 which you know it's, it's nothing to you know shake a stick at but it was still it was it was decent but yeah smash is like our our our, our bread and butter like that's how we started and it just it just kept fucking growing it was crazy like I think I I don't know if I've ever told the story live, but uh-huh. literally the the inception of game night, how it started, was me and Adam went to to the Shamrock on a Sunday. It was kind of dead. We were just you know kind of hanging out, and they just had uh, I can't even remember which Mortal Kombat it was, but they had some older Mortal Kombat sitting on the projector, 
and nobody was really playing it. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Man, it would be sick if they had Smash Brothers on there. So we talked to the bar manager. I was like, hey, you guys ever thought about doing like Smash? We're like, oh, well, we don't have the console. So no, I was like, well, could I bring mine? He's like, yeah, if you want to. And so literally <laughs> it started as like, I was just like stoked that I was gonna be able to play video games in a bar on a big projector. <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't gonna be a big thing, but I started telling friends about it. I was like, yeah, dude, you should come. We're gonna all play Smash Brothers. And then somebody had the ideas like, oh, well, dude, if we get a bunch of people, you should set up like a tournament. We can make like a tournament out of it. Yeah. All right. And that just started kind of spreading. People just kept hearing about it, thinking it was like this big tournament. And then I started getting like DMs and text messages of people like, oh, how do I sign up for your tournament? I'm like, who is this? (laughs) I thought this was just a thing for me and my friends. I mean, sure. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's just how it started. And so it, that Sunday we show up, bar manager's like, are all these people here to play the Smash Brothers game? I was like, yeah, I guess so. It's like, huh, all right. Great. And he's like, <laughs> I like this. And yeah, the, the rest is history. They they were like, hey, like we'll pay you to keep coming back every week if you can keep bringing numbers like this. I'm like, I'll do my best. And, you know, it, it, it is what it is now. Like, it's a yeah. full-blown, like, company. I have an LLC. <laughs> like, yeah. It all started from me and my buddy at a bar. I was like, that'd be cool. <laughs> Game night is so much fun. And being in Austin, you for for the viewers, we I'm from where where Brandon is between LA and San Diego, right? And there's a lot to do and nothing to do at the same time. And yeah. <laughs> Austin is the same. I know of bars that have game tournaments and comedy nights and ufc fights <laughs> mm-hmm. but there's none there there's there's one for everybody that's kind of the thing is that the geeks who drink is kind of the big one out here but there's also uh master pancake which is more like mystery science theater um Cause like, I know people that will rent movie theaters for the UFC fights here, or they'll rent a theater to make fun of the movie and invite a crowd and sell tickets and stuff. Um, and like game night is just one of those things where if there's a bar, there is somebody who will pay you to do it <laughs> because <laughs> there is a crowd here for that, for sure. So if you ever come visit, we will go bar hopping if only to see what places would be the shit. <laughs> right Let's, okay go check out the uh the, the competition yeah uh, out in texas I'm like okay yeah we could we could do this we'll take this place over <laughs> hey you give me your business plan when the pretty neat podcast doesn't work out anymore i'm just gonna <laughs> ask you to franchise man <laughs> i'm dead serious you give me your little your plan your your um your call sheet your email links your calendar set up and i am in <laughs> it's game night is pretty neat <laughs> right we i would i would i would love that that's 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 the that's the dream like you know, like what i don't i don't give a shit if people are like well you just you're just gonna sell out and franchise yes yes i would you should absolutely do that exactly opportunity to sell out oh my god it's the first yes. thing <laughs> yes yes somebody's offering you money you take it you take exactly. the money <laughs> <laughs> um i want to skip a fight 
and uh, i think i know I, the one you want to skip uh, yeah uh, well i want this one there was definitely a fight on there that i was not super thrilled yeah to watch. yeah i think it's funny because that i think is the one i'm gonna skip too <laughs> um delete versus star apoli maybe oh, was like God. really really weird and it was boring and it was it was it was very boring and like and the thing is is that it was a light heavyweight who dropped to middleweight and a welterweight moving up to middleweight mm-hmm. so it was a really big strong grappling expert against a smaller striker and it was mm-hmm. just like fuck it we need a fight these two <laughs> <laughs> like they, just, they threw darts at a board and it, it landed on uh, these two fighters like yeah this this should yeah. be fine but yeah it was it was legitimately boring and i i typically i don't like to say that about fights because like you know how many times mm-hmm. have, like back in the day we've been to the bar and you know the crowd you know both at the event and at the and the people in the bar watching like start booing when it's two guys who are just like grappling on the ground i hate that because it's like well if you've never done this Mm-hmm. You don't know what it takes to <clears throat> yeah. You grapple like you're you're t- every single muscle in your body is engaged. Like it takes a yeah. lot to keep somebody down. That's a lot of energy that it takes to cut off somebody's movement and impose your will on somebody. I don't think that's boring. I think that's technical. This fight was boring because he wasn't doing anything. And and mm-hmm. and this ping and the commentators they were they were even saying it during the fight. It, it, it yeah. he was just he wasn't trying to advance his position, he wasn't trying mm-hmm. to take him down. He literally was just giving him a real long back hug for yeah. 15 minutes, yeah. Like, and like Loriano even said, Stop hugging me, man. Like at one point, yeah, they were they were talking to each other, <laughs> yeah. And and like, here's and that's the thing too is that like they both like lost fans, in my opinion, because Roman like watch me hug someone for 15 minutes no thanks i prefer Pornhub. loriano <laughs> staropoli though didn't have an answer so anybody that's gonna fight him now is gonna do that so if yeah. he doesn't get his elbows going and his escapes going huh, I, i'm just not interested in seeing what what comes up with them i'm i'm I was kind of surprised even though it's a fight night like but main card like right how did i just I don't know how that happened. Like if one of them had a highlight reel, maybe I'd have to go back and watch. But right, I, I, it was, it was a thing that, and, and it was really tough. I was, I was even talking to, to my girlfriend about it on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, that was a super boring fight to, to watch. But to, to Roman's credit though, he did do like he won and there wasn't really thing that star Poli could do about it. Yeah. Like it was, it was a, it, like like GSP back in his heyday. GSP was one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. Where like some people with like would say he was boring because he, he he wasn't like a super effective striker. Like he would always he wouldn't knock people out, but he would impose his will. And people are like, oh well, all he does is just yeah. take people down. Like he'll just go for a double leg and then kind of like lay on them and you know, yeah. you know, a little bit of ground and pounds. Like yeah, that's that's super annoying. Do something about it then. <laughs> If you if you can't do anything, that like like that that does speak to how competitive and how mm-hmm. good that other person is. Is it fun to watch? 
No. No. But <laughs> again, at the same time, like, it's like, well, do something though. <laughs> like, yeah. Really, you have to, you have to, you have to do something about it. Now, I, I, I think Star Polo could have definitely done more. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, yeah, throw in some elbows, you know, try to, you know, try to spin around. At one point, he did try to get him in, mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a guillotine. He tried a little bit, but I feel like he could have done way more than he did because mm-hmm. a lot of it was he was just holding on to Rowan's hands, and that's not going to do yeah. anything. Yeah, like, it, was a, it was a multiple choice test, and he picked the wrong answer. And yeah. like, and like, he can argue why his answer was right or why, well, it was Roman's fault for not making it a fun fight or whatever. It's like, no, nah, like you, you still marked the wrong answer. Like, and, and you lost the fight as a result and probably lost some viewers as a result. I didn't oh, yeah. turn it off though, because I did want to watch the, the other events for sure, but uh, I definitely did took care of some taxes and, and pretty much anything else I could find to do that would provide some sort of entertainment during that one. <laughs> yeah, it, I was, I was, I was trying to watch it, but mm-hmm. both me and my girlfriend, we were, we were on our phones. I was like, oh, yeah, let me see what's what's going on Twitter. Haha, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know it's a winner when you're like, okay, what's MMA Twitter doing? Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, but. Now that I've skipped it, I want to. I do want to go back to Ponza Nibio's fight, which was probably fight of the year, or at least oh, one yeah. of the candidates. Uh, I mean, the the second to last punch launched Baze's mouthpiece into the commentary booth. Right, like that one. <laughs> that that it, it is a, a it is the polar opposite of mm-hmm. the star polar. That was a super exciting fight. Like it. There, there. Honestly, there were moments, especially towards the end, it it almost felt like watching Griffin Bonner again. Like it that, did. It was crazy, and like, like I, I, I credit to both fighters. I kind of felt like Miguel Bezea, uh, Baeza. I think is how you said mm-hmm. it. I was fucked that up too. No, but I think it's Baeza. Yeah, he, yeah. I thought he he absolutely was dominating in terms of like control especially in that first round the first round was his yeah no question but and, and those leg kicks man ah uh, I, I i'm as a muay thai guy i oh i love seeing some good leg kicks i love watching somebody just get shot to pieces with with some really good roundhouses and some yeah. kicks. oh it was so nice yeah but that that fight was fun. That was a lot of fun. Like the whole time, me and my girlfriend were watching it. We we're just like, "Oh, oh shit! Oh my god!" Yeah, it was. I just I love when it turns into rock'em sock'em, especially when both guys are landing. Like when it's not yeah. just wild haymakers. They are both throwing targeted shots, and mm-hmm. they're both hitting their marks. It was just. It was a who's tougher match. It and really was. I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. Not to mention Miguel Baeza has Carmel Thunder as a nickname. And I think that <laughs> yeah. Carmel Thunder might be my new nickname. <laughs> you're, so you're going from Super Carmel Bear to Carmel Thunder. I love it. You know, I'm okay with that. Or, you know, a Super Carmel Bear or a Super Carmel Thunder Bear. Yeah, Super Carmel <laughs> Thunder Bear. I like it. There, that's, I, that'll, that'll be the next like, shirt I designed for you guys. I'll have to come up with something that says 
super caramel thunder bear and I, I will make that for you I, I, oh my gosh that i will change every <laughs> single picture i have to super caramel thunder bear you have no idea i he's like holding lightning bolts i just he's going super saiyan like i just see it i right? totally see it um uh, super saiyan i will say tabura marcin tabura went a little super saiyan a little um yeah he lost the first round, or he was losing, I should say, because it ended in the very end of the first round. Yeah, no, that was that was Harris. Uh, yeah. In the beginning, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a, a, a pretty quick fight for Harris. And then the, the, the chin that he had, because I thought he was out. Honestly, Whew. I thought he was done. I was like, oh, well, so like, that was cool. Like, on to the next fight, I guess. But he he took it on the chin like a fucking champ and and came back to win it. I did not see that coming. I really didn't. I was like, what the fuck? This is I crazy. didn't either. I mean, and I support Walt Harris and and I support Marcin Tabura as well. But I mean, it was it, that kind of went how people thought it was going to go. It, even though I think Walt Harris might have been the I think he was the underdog, but not that big of an underdog. But he like. He was going to win in the first three minutes or he wasn't going to win. He just, mm-hmm. he gasses a little bit too much or he gets lost as the fight goes on. Whereas some fighters gain ground, he always tends to find that he loses it as the fight goes. And not mm-hmm. to any shame on Walt, I think that he can, he'll be a really strong weight who with three or four wins puts himself right in the back in the title fi- picture, no problem. But yeah. He, <sighs> And, and and I know that was that was something like he was he was working on you know uh, trying to improve his cardio and all that. So I and I really thought like okay yeah maybe he's gonna shut up uh, a lot of the people who who were questioning him in that first round because like it, he looked really yeah. good for until he didn't look good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, once I, he was I, on the ground, he was stuck there. Yeah, and 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 that kind of goes back to what we were saying like people who are able to impose their will and just goes like, well, this is where you are going to be now. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, like Taburo is able to, to, to put him away. And, and again, like, I love seeing like shit like that. Um, I know you, you like Dom says it a, a lot uh, right here on the pretty deep podcast. Um, but like that, the obsession with like greatness, I'm the same way. Like I love seeing people who are, able to just do whatever they want when it when it comes to any kind of yeah sport. Like, like i want to do this and they're so good at it there is nothing that their opponents can do about it mm-hmm. and and it's so impressive it's crazy it, it's crazy it's just it's insane mm-hmm. to me that yeah. somebody could do, like if somebody wanted to like if if marcin tabura came up to me and said i'm going to make you lay on your back and you're not going to be able to do anything about it he could and it's not just because I'm 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 a smaller mm-hmm. dude. I'm 145. If even if I was his same size, yeah, he could do it to me. Yeah, he was like, "You're gonna stay here." It's like, "Yes, sir." I guess I guess this is where I live now. Yeah, like it's it's fucking crazy. Like me, me actually, me and Adam uh, were were talking about it the other day. You know, like the, the people who are you know the, at at a position now where they they're the champion or or. The, a winning team they're and, and right now with the UFC the, the, the two most undeniably talented people are John Jones and Amanda Nunez and those are two mm-hmm. people who they can do whatever they want and there's nothing anybody can do about it 
yeah it's crazy to me is that like nobody is uh, nobody that we know of unless there's somebody training up in a hyperbolic time chamber yeah with and vegeta and all of his friends and we just haven't seen them yet <laughs> there's nobody who can do anything and that's insane to me so like because you would think it's like oh everyone's got a weakness at some point this person will lose and they kind of keep just not losing yeah and that's ridiculous speaking of not losing we have um we are going to do some picks for ufc 263 and only only the main card we won't do all of them you are doing dom's picks this week i have been given the blessing of the dom uh, for you to take over his picks just for the main card and okay, uh okay um but also who is not losing is jarzinho rosenstrike who i should yeah. call jarzinho rosenstruck because he <laughs> struck sakai <laughs> dude is we, we again with with the exception of the most boring fight ever this card was really good and that was insane that was literally there was a second left there was one second what like how like and and what's funny is uh, uh, I I was I was talking about this with my girlfriend before this fight. Well, we were we were just talking about like submissions and stuff like that. And you know, in in one of the uh, the ex- ex- exhibitions I had done back in the day, uh, I actually lost to a really good friend of ours um, who who also trained with me. Uh, he is just he's a he's a really good wrestler he's naturally a pretty stocky guy so wrestling and jujitsu was always like like his bread and butter he, he was a, he was a decent striker but striking has always been my thing i know some jujitsu i know some judo i suck at wrestling i try my best i'm just really bad <laughs> at it but during that exhibition i was winning as long as the fight was standing up as long as we were on our feet i was doing what better i i'm a little bit faster than he is uh, I was a little bit more precise until he was able to get me to the ground and got me in uh, a rear naked. And Ugh. there was little, literally 10 seconds left. And I was, I was doing my best. I tried to hold on. I was like, if I, if I don't tap, I'm going to just pass out. And I tapped with like a second left. When you're in that position, 10 seconds feels like 10 years. <laughs> it's the longest time you you've ever it's 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 like fucking interstellar it's it's just time dilation so for everybody else it's just 10 seconds for you it feels you've lived a thousand lifetimes <laughs> and and in that fight there was like they like the they they hit the the 10 second clapper goes off there's 10 seconds left all sakai had to do was last for what us mortals could perceive was 10 seconds yeah that is not what happened. Rosenstruck decided, nah, nah, not today. <laughs> and I bet you for Sakai, those last 10 seconds before the, the ref had to pull him off felt like a lifetime. It probably felt like he had grown up and seen <laughs> his great-great-grandchildren go off to college and have lives of their own, <laughs> all while Rosenstreich is pummeling him in the face over and over to the point where, like, not even the ref was like, I could just let... Because he didn't have to pull him off. He theoretically could have just waited the 10 seconds. The bell would have rung. He could have then removed Rosenstreich 
and say, all right, back to your corners, giving Sakai maybe a chance to come back in round two. He had seen enough as well. Yeah. He's like, I don't think you deserve to have this happen for another second. I'm not <laughs> going to stop this. You poor sweet boy, let me come help you. <laughs> and that is exactly why they're there. Sakai <laughs> showed everyone exactly why refs are there. And it is completely okay to stop the fight with seconds remaining. Because then you don't... you. <sighs> When we do handicap or super duper fight on this show, it's a joke. You don't <laughs> let the fighter come back in the second round with a super duper handicapper like that. <laughs> yeah. You don't. You just don't. Oh, like, they were good fights though. It was a good it was a good round of fights. It really um, was, yeah. I'm excited for this week because we won't we won't talk about all of the fights coming up. But I do want to just touch on them before we jump into UFC 263, which is on Saturday. Because on, on Thursday, if you have ESPN+, Plus, you can watch Professional Fighters League, and, and that's regular season. But Clarissa Shields is making her MMA debut uh, coming off of boxing, and she's an undefeated boxer. Anthony Pettis is fighting again. He's fighting Alex Martinez, who's undefeated. I, and I love Anthony Pettis. He's he's he, yeah. he's one of those guys. Like I wouldn't say he's like one of the best in the world. He's super entertaining. He's a good fighter. Honestly, though, he's just one of those people. Like I'm just happy he's around. <laughs> he's he's there's just something about Anthony Pettis. Like I'm glad you exist, sir. <laughs> like yeah, no matter where he goes his career, I'm just glad he's around. It makes yeah, me happy. <laughs> he seems like the type of friend that you would be so happy if he showed up anywhere. You could be at your D and D meeting. You could be playing Pokemon. You could be watching the fights. You could just be going to the casino to get fucked up and play poker. Like it doesn't matter if. But if Tony Tony Pettis, because we go by fruit, <laughs> that's the level <laughs> we're cool I'm at. Like yeah, we're that cool. We're we Tony <laughs> Tone Pet, as we call him. <laughs> Tone Pet and us go back from. <laughs> I will just watch him anytime. Like, why? His, the Showtime kick is, I mean, it's a piece of art. It's like the Mona Lisa of MMA. It's totally legendary. And uh, I will watch anytime he fights because it's always fun. And he throws the best Superman punch of anyone ever. And I mean, right. Stephen Thompson can attest to that. <laughs> like even when I play, like when I played any of the UFC games, I always like I don't want to fight Anthony Pettis. I like him. Tony Tone. No, no, sweet boy, I don't want to fight you. No, <laughs> we a video game. We're cool. We're cool. Yeah. I'll just skip this fight. I, I'll give this one to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So Thursday, I'm gonna watch Anthony Pettis fight. I'm gonna watch Clarissa Shield fight. I'm gonna watch um one of the smaller fights on the undercard, Marcin Held versus Olivier Aubin Mercier. I'm just a fan of Olivier Aubin Mercier. He's just one of those guys that's really fun to watch really aggressive kind of bulldoggy i'll like any bulldog fighters um right. yeah and then bellator is on friday you get like a three-day oh, weekend damn. of fights so you get pfl on thursday you get bellator 260 which is douglas lima um, versus yaroslav amazov never heard of the second guy because i don't pay enough <laughs> attention to bellator <laughs> I, I i i am not too ashamed to admit it's been a hot minute since i've paid attention to anything bellator not to say that they don't have some good fighters and some good athletes it's just been a while i just i, I have not i have not watched so like now that i have espn plus thanks again for yeah. the podcast i can maybe get back into some bellator I can and see bellator you. is the one that doesn't stream on espn plus 
Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> of course. But Boom. PFL does. So PFL, PFL you got on Thursday or Friday for sure. Um, but yeah, then um, we you talked about being a fighter if you had one leg missing. Uh, also on Bellator 260, Nick Newell is fighting in the undercard, and he only has one hand. So it's always interesting to see a fighter who has a biological disadvantage in a fight mm-hmm. competing at this level. Like, and that's not a knock on him by any means because he would murder me uh, easily in any sort of competition. He could beat me in a two-handed thumb war, and he has one thumb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he he would destroy me, and I have two <laughs> working regular bo- little boy hands that yeah, I can. Like you do not like, have reverse phantom limb syndrome. Yeah, I didn't. Contrary to what you may believe, there was there was a a, a documentary about it. I do actually have two arms. <laughs> <laughs> it's a well a very well filmed documentary about a, a guy who's got. To, what was it ocular flatulitis yeah farting through his eyes <laughs> geniuses we're geniuses, geniuses we were <laughs> and since we are such geniuses i am sure that everyone listening on behalf of the rough draft kings needs to know our picks for ufc 263's main card i'm happy to get it let me let me get to a, a, a beverage really quick because i i want to be able to yes properly articulate uh my yes. thoughts on these picks and i'm very again i'm very happy that i'm allowed to do this thank you yeah dom. <laughs> yeah dom is going to be rolling over in his bed <laughs> <laughs> so pardon pardon me as i uh create the sound of my people and that is the sound of a beer opening up yes right, that is let's... the sound of many a people this is the sound <laughs> of many a people who listen to the pretty neat podcast uh this is a really good card it has a lot of really interesting fun ones it has First of all, I want to start kind of near the bottom. I love watching mm-hmm. Chase Hooper fight because he's 10 years old. And, <laughs> and I'll watch him fight anytime. Um, Matt Frivola, Matt the Steamroller Frivola um, versus Frank Camacho. Best nickname ever. Seriously, Matt the Steamroller Frivola is fantastic. He looks exactly like our brother, Baby Dill. Mm-hmm. He, uh, when you watch him fight, you will see it is Baby Dill. And yeah, (laughs) it's just him. And he, except baby Dill has way better cauliflower ear because it's not quite as bad, but it's there just enough to let you know that not fuck with him. Yeah, exactly. It's just, just enough to let you know, like I should maybe watch what I see around this guy. Mm -hmm. I am. And I've heard about people getting fake cauliflower fear injections now. Like that's, it's actually, that's not a thing. That's a thing. That is a thing, Brandon. <laughs> this just to this, look tough just to this look this is tough. not real life this so my procedure is next tuesday i'm gonna have cauliflower <laughs> here <laughs> well i wish you a speedy recovery my friend. oh thanks buddy yeah matt frivola versus frank camacho is gonna be a banger both of those guys move forward um uh Hakeem Dawadu versus Mazvar Avliev was another one that's just a, two guys who move forward. I'm excited about that. Lauren mm. Murphy, Lauren Murphy versus Jojo Calderwood. Two more just God. Just a there's a lot of forward movers in this one. There's yeah. just a lot of forward movers. It, 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 it's 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 like you were saying, it's those bulldogs. I fuck it. I love it. 
I'm here for this. I'm and here Drew, for this content. Like Drew Dober. Drew Dober is a bulldog's name. I would name <laughs> my bulldog Dober or Drew, and I would name it Drew Dober. Right, yeah. Drew Dober is not a people name. That's a dog's name. <laughs> that's for that's for <laughs> And it's, and it's for one of those, yeah, like those fucking super muscly, like, like a pit bull or a bulldog. And they just like, they just like, they have their arms all kind of cocked out. Like, like, I'm Drew Dober. <laughs> and he, and he, he, he looks like the stereotypical, the stereotypical jock in any Pixar movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I almost uh, thought it might be, that was brava sir <laughs> everyone look up a picture of drew dober but hey drew dober we are huge fans of yours come on the pretty neat podcast <laughs> yeah come on the pretty neat podcast uh I, I maybe swing by uh it's game night on twitch just just come by chat say hi <laughs> yeah let us know what you think about our insults about your name if you want to consider them insults <laughs> it's all it's all a good fun i'm so, it's and also i'm sure it's not your fault that you look like a disney pixar villain i'm sure if you were one you'd be really entertaining like i would <laughs> like the kids would hate you because you're kidnapping the princess or whatever but you would it's the uh, performance that's that's what matters and oh you make an impact yeah 100 percent. all right that takes us into the main card though so the first mm-hmm. fight on the main card that we're gonna pick is paul craig versus jamal hill jamal hill's undefeated at eight and zero. paul craig is 14 four and one i'm gonna look up the fight odds here uh just so we can see what what odds shark is saying about this one but do you have any initial thoughts um I'm not too familiar with either of these guys. I'm, so I'm, I'm really not either. So I'm, I'm just, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the consensus here. Yeah. Jamal Hill is a negative 300 favorite um, over Paul Craig's plus 240. So he's a pretty significant favorite. Right. I'm okay. Here's, 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 here's my pick. Here, this, and this is kind of not kind of, it's very, very, very biased. I'm gonna say Jamal Hill, and this is this is the bias. He's a southpaw, and as a fellow southpaw, I have to root for my fellow southpaws. Like we, we're all a team here, team weird fighters, <laughs> team goofy foot. And you know what though, I am when it comes to two guys like 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 Paul Craig and Jamal Hill who both strike. I am for the southpaw in that situation because of the it's- jab. The, the jab and if you're if you're if you have any kind of kickboxing background or at all like you know mm-hmm. it's it there is a huge advantage when it comes to your kicks because you can use your your jab mm-hmm. you've you've got that uh that that leg kick available for you and if you cut your angle properly bam you can you can mm-hmm. get a, a good house right to the bread box you get them right in the abdomen and that'll drop some people yeah and, and the, the way I even found out that I was Southpaw, because, like, I started, when I first started uh, martial arts, um, when I was a little kid, I just assumed, you know, you know I'm right-handed, so that's how I'm supposed to say I'm supposed to stand orthodox. It wasn't until years later that a coach of mine noticed that uh, the same thing, like, how I was uh, balancing uh, with, with, with my weight, how I, like, through and torques for like punches kicks he's like hey have you ever tried fighting southpaw i was like no not really because i'm not left-handed why would i ever fight southpaw I was like give it a shot so i switched my stance 
and he had me throw a couple of combinations like how does that feel it's like that actually feels a lot better he's like yeah so from then on i started training uh predominantly south pops and then getting to a point where i could switch so i could switch it up and people who are able to fight uh both ways it's it's it could be a lot of trouble for some people because you gotta you, you think about how you you train you're training against other people who are also orthodox so mm-hmm. there's, that's how you're drilling that's how you're throwing uh your 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 hits to the pads that's how you're doing it for for focus mitts for um uh the heavy bag and sparring when somebody doesn't do that it mm-hmm. is a little weird and now you have you you do have the advantage to like you know you can circle a different way and you can circle left or circle right depending on which way they're they're coming coming at you yeah it's it's hard to get that into your head if you're not used to fighting against something a southpaw Hmm. well i think that i'm i'm picking jamal as well we're both picking him and i think i think he has an advantage being the southpaw he has an advantage in reach he's Mm -hmm. undefeated so i mean that's good for him and he's not that that will add i don't think being undefeated really adds something to a game but i mean it can give you some motivation um how do you think he gets it done if you know if i was gonna throw out a call i i think if he doesn't win by a tko i think it it could be a unanimous decision you know he he just if he's able to you know which one you picking because you gotta pick i gotta pick oh no oh no no i will i'll tell you i'm gonna go jamal round two K-O-T-K-O. I think that he's going to f- catch him. I think he's going to catch him in round two. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go with you. I know that seems, seems like it's cheating, but it feels right. I believe <laughs> I believe that as well. Round two, either K-O or, T- or T-K-O. All good. We got that one. Next fight, Damian Maya. Oh, gosh. Ooh, I, have not, I have not seen him fight in a little bit. Yeah, Damian Maya, and I'll just say my own belief is going to get <laughs> put out in round one by Bilal Muhammad. Bilal, remember the name Muhammad. Um, I yeah. will say that that is what I'm saying. Damian, yeah, he's old. He's old. He's old. he's old. We were talking about us being old. He is old. I remember Damian Maya in the heyday. I don't think he and i and i feel bad saying this Damian maya come on the pretty Pete podcast or watch us on uh uh it's game night at twitch i but i think he's he's he doesn't have it anymore i i know if if he is not finished in at least the second round i i can if, if he's able to go the distance i think he's gonna look really 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 bad Mm-hmm. do you think, think it goes the distance i think it could he might be crafty he, enough he could because yeah he's he's elusive if he's able to God, stay out of change. range and 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 move and 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 if it's condition his conditioning is good enough if, he, if he's able to get to the end of the round i could see that happen i could see it okay i but i do not feel he wins that okay. i i feel like the safe bet is muhammad finishing him in the second round if it gets to the if it gets to the to the second round at all i see him either uh either tko or submission 
Beauty. In round two. You think he's going to submit Damian Maya? I think he could. And I know Damian Maya's got jujitsu, but again, he's real old now. He's I'm sorry. He's I'm old. sorry, Damian. I'm no, sorry. It's true, though. There's something there with age. There, It, it is. It's just your tank is not the same. Your it's body, okay. Your, your body doesn't, it just does it, it doesn't recover the same way. You can't move the same way. I, it's one of the reasons, like, I feel like I know that like TRT and steroids are, are, are legal all sports. I feel like if you're 40, <laughs> you, should let the old, you should let the old man use some steroids. He's old now. His body yeah. doesn't make it. It doesn't make testosterone. Yeah. The same way At 40, let the old people have their drugs. Yeah, as long as it's not <laughs> fucking up their brain, let them keep playing. Yeah. He's like, he, he ain't hurt nobody. He's just no. old man. He's the old man. He wants to keep playing. <laughs> like, I feel like that's fair. Like, especially if it's it's expertly administered by medical professionals. I think, yeah, yeah. Let, like, let old people keep fighting. <laughs> yep, yep. As long as they get approved, I'm for it. And give yeah. them give them an advantage if they need it. I yeah. am for this plan. <laughs> Next fight, we've got a big one is Leon Edwards, who is a massive favorite, negative 550, minus minus 550, and Nate Diaz, plus 400 underdog. Nate Diaz, as a plus 400 underdog in any fight, seems like a recipe for McGregor part one. So here is my thing. I, I respect... Nate Diaz as an athlete. I have not ever, this is no secret to anybody who knows me. I despise both the Diaz's, both Nate and Nick. I'm just not a fan of who they are as people. <laughs> I feel like they're both very cocky. I am never quite sure if they're still fighting or not because the two of them tend That's to rage. So true. They kind of rage quit a lot. They kind of like, I hate this. If everybody played the rule, the game right, I would win every single time. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Just kidding. I'm coming back today. It's like, all right, man. Yeah. Pick a lane. Pick a lane. Either you're here or you're not. I don't really give a shit which way you go. But and I, Leon I, is a and they're fighting five rounds. They're gonna fight five rounds. And Leon is like a master. He is an all-around MMA expert. I, Right. For this one, I, and again, I, I don't like Nate Diaz, but the one thing I, I will have to give to both of them, they both have a chin. Like Nate Diaz has a chin on him. Nick Diaz has mm-hmm. a chin on him. So this one, I, I think Leon, Leon Edwards is going to win, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be by decision at, at the, at the end of the end of it. I want to say, I will say unanimous though. I'm not, it's not going to be a split decision. Okay. Cause, cause Nate Diaz, while he does have good jujitsu, him and Nick, both like to strike. I could see him standing there trying to trade with Edwards. I just feel like Edwards is going to outclass him. I feel like he's a overall more rounded and better fighter than Nate Diaz, but I don't think he's necessarily going to be able to put him away. I would love to see him put him away. That would be amazing. But I, th- I can see this one going uh, unanimous all five rounds. All five unanimous decision. Yes. Got it. That is my am in a similar boat where uh, 
it is going nate can get hit and it's okay as as i feel like he's gonna take some damage like he always does he always Mm -hmm. gets cut and that's gonna happen and that i think that's the most likely way the fight ends in like undeniable complete victory for leon like i could see him winning a unanimous decision for sure like like you just said uh Mm -hmm. I, I could see him winning by a cut even sooner. I am very strangely enough going to pick Nate and I'm going to pick him for fifth round submission. Interesting. And the, uh, yeah. And the reason is, is I think it has been a long time since we've seen a Nate submission. I mean, it's been since Conor McGregor. Um, yeah. But I mean, he, is a ground guy and people forget that because he's such a big paycheck almost like a boxer and like i i i'd not that saying that leon's gonna forget that he goes to the that he's an expert on the ground but i feel like it's gonna be five rounds and nate is not gonna go down and he's not gonna back down and if it goes to the ground which i think leon might take it there just because he gets tired then we might end up seeing Nate come from behind with a triangle. That's what I'm seeing happening in the fifth round. I could, I could see that. Cause I think even Nate Diaz sometimes forgets that he's got a ground game. Cause like he likes, he likes to strike. I yeah. think he also forgets like, Oh yeah, I know jujitsu. <laughs> 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 it's like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I could, I could see it. I still, I still, I'm sticking, I'm sticking with my guns on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. stick with, with Edwards because yeah, yeah. Again, I don't feel like he has, not to say that he doesn't have power, but I don't feel like he's got the power, excuse me, to put away Nate Diaz. I agree. Because as, as, as much as I hate the little, the cocky little asshole, he's, he's, he's stubborn and he's got a chin and mm-hmm. I, I got to respect him for it. I respect him, the athlete. I'm just not a fan of Nate Diaz, the person. <laughs> but he can still come on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. He should, he should absolutely yeah. still come on the podcast, for Those. sure. Perfect. Men's flyweight championship rematch. Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. Their first fight oh, ended in a draw. Mm-hmm. Probably fight of the year. Like we mentioned, oh, yeah, that was such a good fight. But that one was so good. And it's for a belt. And it ended in a draw. So this one, I'm just, I am foaming at the mouth and it's, and Davison Figueredo is the favorite. He's negative 250 to plus 200, but I think we might have a new champ. That's I'm, me. I'm with you. And it's not just because his name is also Brandon. <laughs> I, I, but I feel like Brandon Moreno is going to take this one. I, I, I think I think this one will also go the distance. It'll, it's going to go five rounds. I think it's going to be more of the same uh, from what we see. I, I think uh, they're both going to just absolutely try to knock each other the fuck out. Like it's, they're going to swing for the fences. They're going to go for, like they're going to throw everything at the kitchen sink. I think that's going to go five rounds, but I feel like, Brandon Moreno is going to come out on top on this one. Uh-huh. I I cuz I I feel like even though the, the the last fight was a draw, I feel like he's 
he's got he's got more to to lose in, in this one he does he doesn't want the mm-hmm. same thing he wants that belt i feel like he maybe needs to i feel like he's gonna think he needs to prove to himself that yeah the first, the first fight was a fluke that he should have won that one he's gonna make sure that he wins this one so i'm gonna give it to moreno beauty maybe maybe split maybe split but i feel like he he just edges him out a little bit because it's sure. not you know just a physical game this is a mental game too i feel like mentally he wants it more i feel like he wants it more in this one this is the only and that's the reason i'm gonna give it to moreno yeah i think moreno also and i also think by unanimous decision i think that he was more I, I, god he wanted to be in there for another five rounds after the last mm-hmm. one ended and I think that Davidson is going to come back with more of the same. And I think Brandon will have evaluated and, and, and really, really taken the time to study what he should do. And I think he's just going to slowly find the way to win four rounds. I think he's going to win four rounds, three of them very decisively. He's going to find a way. Yeah, I, I I feel like, you know, especially like when when you're not not to say that you're more relaxed because when when you're when you're the champ, you're you know obviously you're 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 you've got people always coming for you. They like they they they're 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 looking for that 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 shot that title. It's not to say that you're you're more relaxed. That's not really the word I'm looking for. But I feel like like you, there's there's less pressure. Mm-hmm because you've done it already you've you've done the thing that you wanted to do yeah and so now it's all just about you know maintaining it and holding on to it not that that's an easy feat by any means but i i feel like you know pressure's kind of off you know you, i and that's again that's why i feel like he's gonna put up a good fight but like you were saying it's just gonna be more of the same i feel mm-hmm. like brandon is hungrier mm-hmm. yeah and he's got that youth and like he's got the prizes yeah. he's chasing and and I like his story too. And man, he has a, a wicked collection of pop figurines. I gotta say, he's like <laughs> he's the nerds. Like he is the nerds champion. If he wins, he usurps anyone who might think they're the nerds champion. Like <laughs> I would love to see Israel Adesanya and Brandon Moreno try and out geek each other, and right. it would be hilarious. Uh, good calls. <laughs> Good calls on this one. Now we move into the main event. Another rematch of another split decision, although not a draw. Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. That one. Hey, and last one, just so people know, Marvin Vittori lost the split decision, but thinks he won. Uh, Mm -hmm. He didn't win that fight. I I rewatched it and it was it was scored accurately israel definitely won like the first two rounds but marvin vittori held him down the entire third round and if there was a fourth and fifth round he might have done the same thing and won the fight so it's very interesting to me to see this rematch because you really have somebody who might have been winning the fight even though he didn't win the fight if it had kept going but that being said you picked the last one first i am choosing israel adesanya by round two 
KO or TKO. I think it's going to be Paulo Costa part two. He's just going to accept the bully and catch him and TKO him. I think TKO or KO by round three. The only the only reason I'm saying round three, and I, I'm still for uh, Adesanya. I think he's going to win, but I can see it going three rounds because Marvin Vittori does what he and because I, I watched that uh, that interview with <laughs> poor Bisbee. yeah. He, he was having fun. He did his best to try to keep <laughs> things reined in, but he like these two have some vitriol between them. Like they fucking hate each other. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Adesanya does better in that. Yeah, I, 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 that's that's why I feel like it's still going to be Adesanya, but I could see it maybe clouding his judgment a little bit he might come out a little too guns blazing in maybe the first round yeah might start to kind of come down yeah. you know in the second but i get but i see marvin hanging in there and 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 really like coming to him like with everything that he's got but at the end of the day i feel like yeah adesanya is just the better fighter he's he is mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's the style bender for a reason the, he's a he, he's He's like a young Anderson Silva. If Anderson yeah. Silva also is like a super nerd. Yeah, he's a <laughs> like, new style bender. <laughs> yeah. He's 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 incredibly talented. And the guy is he's he's elusive. He's a great striker. He's he's the whole pack. He's he's very well rounded. And I feel like it's it's hard for anybody to really like how do you because how do you train? for that like it was the same like back with like dominic cruz back in the day yeah how do you train to fight a guy who comes out of these weird angles who's unpredictable who is not ever going to really do the same thing yeah. over and over again like you because you can get a training partner to kind of try to mimic somebody's style as best they can but like mm-hmm. you can't accurately train for somebody like israel adesanya not so at all I, yeah i i feel like his his anger and and the rivalry is going to cloud his judgment a little bit, but I think he might get caught with a couple of hits that'll kind of wake him back, snap him back to reality. Yeah, and eventually I think he will get the he's going to get that finish. But yeah, I, I, think, I think the two of them are going to like they're going to go to war for at least three rounds. Yeah, and Marvin Vittori could rush him and really could catch him. He has caught him before, mm-hmm. and if he does, you know anybody can be put to sleep like that and. And Israel is younger, so I, I can see a, a future where this is his come to Jesus moment, and and you know maybe he gets laid out and reacts like Jorge Masvidal did when Kamaro laid him out, and hopefully he's just like, hey, <laughs> I got caught by a hard punch. <laughs> I'll bring this one back. Yeah, but, I, ah, he's so good. He's, he's it's we we talked about it earlier it's it's stupid sometimes how good people are mm-hmm. and he is one of those people where it's like it it's kind of ridiculous how good he is like that you mm-hmm. this is like like israel Adesanya, you don't make sense <laughs> you are so you are so talented you don't make sense to me anymore. my brain doesn't know what to do when i see you do things my brain doesn't know what to do after this podcast every week because i'm always <laughs> like so i i don't talk about mma at all during the week with anybody until i get to talk with my pretty neat friends and 
and I am so happy that you got to come on this episode. And I know that Dominic, you're going to, you're going to come on with all three of us in the future for sure. And, and Adam too. Oh my, I love to pick Adam's brain always. Oh um, yeah. So it's one of those things where it was so good to have you on and I look forward to having you on again. And I know that Dom's, Dom's got the right picker for him with these <laughs> fights because I him proud but yeah man i think i think we got our picks we talked about the fights we had some fun this was a pretty neat episode what do you think i i think it was pretty neat as well i had a, a lot of fun and i'm really glad that you uh allowed me the honor of being on the podcast hey like, it was a privilege i'm no i'm no, I'm no smiling sam elvey but you know <laughs> it was so good to have you on it was good to have sam on it's it's just good to talk to our friends about mma because it's the neatest thing around, man. It's, it's, dare say, pretty neat. Cue the music. Oh, shit, Dom. It's time for the Pretty Neat Podcast. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. What would it take to make a fan like you? Listen to a man like me talk about UFC. I don't know. Let's ask my friend Dom. I'll find out who won in the week. MMA, I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance. Get away from my feet. Ryan Hall, why'd you gotta fall in an Aminari roll right into my balls? It's the Pretty Neat Podcast with Dominic and Aaron. Yeah. Hope you don't mind this awful rap. It's bad. It might be, but that's okay, cause I spend all day talking about MMA. Okay. Calm down, try to keep you looking down. John Jones, kill you with the ground and pound. BJ Penn, used to be the progeny. Dom and Aaron, now we are the progeny. If you want to go, I'll recommend a show. I suggest Anakin Flow. It's a pretty neat podcast with Dominic and Aaron. Nice. I, I, I like your uh, uh, the rap that you did that once. <laughs> oh yeah. What would it, it take to make it. a man like you listen to a man like me talk about <laughs> UFC? <laughs> uh, I'm such a dork. So good. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to my voice. I was trying to go for that rip off of Atmosphere meets Snoop Dogg. You know, Jewish <laughs> Jewish black dude Sammy Davis Jr. Um, there you go. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. 